my my instinct reaction when I become frustrated in any sense of the word is I just cry. That's just like my baseline. It's like, oh, you're having a feeling? Cry about it. Uh-huh. You're very happy? Cry. You're Fantastic. very sad? Cry. You're angry? Cry. Uh-huh. So I just cry. <laughs> and typically through my tears, I'm rummaging like a maniac. <laughs> 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 Where'd it go? Yeah, that's me. And that was me this past week when I lost our our ring. <gasps> for those of you who don't know, Eddie and I have like a matching puzzle ring that Ooh. we got at the beginning of our relationship. It's a 20-step puzzle. It only works on the summer equinox. Oh, there you go. Summer solstice. There you go. Summer equinox is not a thing. Oh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's the spring and the fall equinox, and then there's right. the winter and uh-huh. summer. Yeah. Anyway, I lost my half. One of my cats batted it away. And like uh, a cat does. It was gone for like three days, and I was extremely sad because it was like, oh, I lost the symbol of our love, <laughs> and he's never going to forgive me. And obviously oh that God. wasn't true, but um, my brain was like, you're the worst girlfriend ever. How how dare you? How dare you? Um, You're ridiculous. Well, I, I don't know. My my only thing was, and I mean, we've had a couple. You have a couple things like this where I'm just like, why don't you do that? But it's just because I assume that everyone does that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, does she not sleep with the rings on? No, I don't <laughs> sleep with my rings on. I, I, I keep like, them in my the ring cat, dish. Did the cat stealth the ring off her finger and then just bat Whoa. it away? Did they have a Mission Impossible? Between the two cats, and one of them was like lowering the other one mm. to grab oh, the ring. This would be a good time to tell the audience hey, you know how my cat died? She's still dead. Nothing's changed on that front. <laughs> well, but guess got- <laughs> what? <laughs> she rose from the dead. <laughs> You're never going to um, believe it. No, <laughs> we, uh, my family adopted two little boy cats two that are about a, about a year old. So, um, yeah. Um, so we have new show dependent cats. Hooray! I'll have to update our logo as soon as I oh, muster the uh, the will. Oh my god, it's a whole lot. I could go on a huge tangent on that. But the what? The cats? No, on creating. Oh yeah. I'll keep my tangent short. The short of it is this: I have a universe in WWE 2K22. Right. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm trying to. But last night I said, "Hey." Let me make two characters. I ended up half making one and said, oh, my God. Jesus Christ, and then I Eddie. Chucked the Xbox through the window and just started watching Black Mirror and said, oh, my you God. Know, I just it's, can't. it's a lot. I just can't do it anymore. The hard thing about digital creation is that I burn out because if I could just draw it, it'd be fine. But the mm-hmm. fact that I like have to create our logo. Well, I don't have to, but I choose to do it in a digital format. My eyes just get burnt out so fast. Oh, I, I don't have the stamina that you do. Well, we got to get those numbers up. Mm, gorgeous. No, I have blue light filters on my, my glasses. I think that's good enough. And I'll go to sleep at my normal time. All right. Well, we're doing a 24 hour <laughs> stream. Oh, hell no. You're staying up the whole 24. No, absolutely no, not. I could no, never do that. No. And guess I think what? I've stayed up one full day in my life. Maybe. Yeah, me too. It was ass. Yeah, not fun. Let me go back to my original point. Yeah. Not only do you not sleep with rings on, because I was like, the fuck? But yeah, also, no. you turn off your phone at night. Yes. Like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me a second to defend myself, all right? 
Uh So unlike most people our age, I didn't receive a cell phone until I was 17. So I never really had it as part of my routine. I mean, neither did Uh, I. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. We always had a landline and I didn't have friends when I had a cell phone. So I knew none of them were going to reach out to me and be like, hey, can I get a ride? No, one I just to didn't, I, no, I, I texted like two I'm, people. I'm just now realizing we, for the first time, have talked about something that we already talked about. Really? I think we've already talked about this on the podcast. When? I don't know, but it was before. Oh, man. Look at us, real podcasters. Oh man, we're bringing it back. You know, yeah. this is just this is just candy for the people that have longtime listeners. Welcome back once again, everybody, to the show dependent podcast. It's the podcast that exposes our codependent tendencies and the things that we love. The voice you're hearing right now is Kayla. And with me, as always, is my co-host and handsome boyfriend as ever. My goodness. Eddie, say hello to the people. Why, hello there. My name is Mr. Eddie. Oh. And I would love for you to understand that I will never, ever fall in love with you. (laughs) Unless, of course, you're a little quirky. (laughs) <laughs> in which case i will fall head over heels for you mm-hmm. i'll open my shirt up walk in the mist let my eyes pop in the rain and definitely neg you until you love me back and that's how i fell for him folks he just <laughs> he, he just told our love story here right on the right on the pod we love all, it all i did was i opened up a book that said how to make women fall in love with you and out popped a copy of pride and prejudice Doop. just hmm, interesting hmm. i mean it's effective and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of why <laughs> that's the case <laughs> honestly if i have a <laughs> if i had a like a catchphrase on yeah. this podcast i think it would be the nitty gritty. Oh, I think absolutely. I say that I at least <laughs> once every episode. That bow was for the counters in the future. Who mm-hmm. like, how many times did she say nitty gritty? If you're playing, a, if you're playing a drinking game, that could be a fun rule for you guys to implement because <laughs> you'll get shwiggity wasted and it'll be all my fault. You're welcome. Well, Kayla, how are you doing this fine, fine afternoon? Yeah, it's really nice. It's a beautiful spring day. Ooh. The birds are chirping. The crocuses are in bloom. Oh, Schiflera. Schiflera. That's a bush. <laughs> oh, <They don't>... Schiflera. <laughs> Schiflera. Eddie thinks the plant name Schiflera sounds like an Irish greeting, and I cannot say he's wrong. Schiflera. He's tipping his hat. Schiflera. A farewell and a Schiflera to you, madame. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely sounds like a greeting. I, I agree. It sounds like a have a nice night. Schiflera. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's totally what it sounds like. I don't know what the word means if it has a meaning, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good day. I'm a little little tired, but I'm getting my second win. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I'll tell you what, working is Sucks. a lot. Yeah. It's just, every, it, <sighs> every morning I wake up and I'm like, enough already. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good. Yeah. 
I've been sleeping super deeply recently. Like the past two days, it's just been like deep sleep and like very detailed, vivid dreams that are very engaging. And then my alarm goes off and I'm like, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to sewer slide. And it's just like, oh, how I know I've been sleeping deeply is when I wake up and there's just drool. Oh yeah. If you're a drooler. I'm just, oh. And then I got like the dry drool on the side of my oh, face. And I'm just in like, your mustache. Oh, yeah. Visceral. How's <laughs> going? Yuck. <laughs> See, I'm just like very heavy in my body. I'm like, I can't move for a little bit. Okay, though, what are we talking about today? What important piece of media do we have here on Show Dependent? We are going to be talking about one of my all time, I would easily put it in the top five favorite movies ever. I love him. I love this movie so much. And we are going to be talking about the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice. It's starring Keira Knightley and some other guy that I can't remember. Matthew McFadden? I don't know. Yeah. McFadden? I don't know. A lot lot of famous actors in this movie. Yeah. But I'm very excited. Yeah. This has been a long time coming. Oh, sure. Since the beginning. Oh, yeah. Been waiting on it. Mm hmm. All right. Yeah, and I think it's the perfect season to to do it. What is our first segment all the time? It's a meet cute baby. It's how he met this thing. Eddie, are you going to tell the people how you were forced into meeting this this film? <laughs> was I forced? I mean, you watched it willingly, but I was the um, facilitator. Oh, yeah, I mean, as Kayla said, 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice. Have not seen the other ones. Definitely did not watch this in the pivotal year for Eddie that was 2005, but did watch it a few years back. I want to say five years. Yeah, it was was the beginning of our relationship. All right. You know, it's a movie. Hey, I'm a romantic. I love seeing people fall in love. I love rom-coms. I do enjoy all these things. But honestly, I just kind of Pride and Prejudice was never something that I ever even considered watching mm-hmm. i didn't read the books because my school didn't force me to do it so why would i read it in 2005 i was too busy popping heads off zombies to give a care about kira knightley and some other guy talking words that i truly don't understand because let me preface anything else in this episode by saying i am honestly a dunce who doesn't understand most of what they say in this movie Mm -hmm. their clever turns of phrase just were flying over my head i was just literally just trying to watch their body language and their face and just hoping for the best like hmm he seemed happy i think that was a good interaction (laughs) it (laughs) may as well have been a foreign film i look over at kayla and she's like just beaming and i'm like okay good things are (laughs) happening First time I watched this, I enjoyed it. Some scenes stuck in my head, about three of them. And then I just kind of forgot everything else, to be honest. So watching this again, it was like watching it again for the very first time. Wow. And honestly, I think it did a great service because not only did I have Kayla there to explain everything that I didn't understand, which was 80% of the movie. (laughs) But there I was, was quite a bit of pausing, but it's fine. I was so much more ready for it because mm-hmm. wanting to break it down for the pod, I was just doing my best to hang on to their words and understand what was going on. And by the end, beautiful love story. 
Acting was immaculate. And dare I say, Kira Knightley. Oof. Sheesh. She wild for this one. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch this movie. I don't believe I saw it the year it came out. It may have been shortly after it was released onto DVD. Mm. I believe that I watched pieces of it for the first time at my cousin's house. The adults were watching it in the other room while the kids were playing. <laughs> oh like, my. oh, let's let's put this on. And I could not comprehend anything <laughs> that was happening. Either. Like me, current day. Yeah, but I was like 11. So right, let's, let's relax. <laughs> uh, no, I, was maybe, I was maybe 11 or 12, probably. Uh-huh. But I, I, too, had a very, very difficult time understanding this movie. But after watching it for what I would estimate at least 15 times um, total since about 2006 to current day. Love it. I can easily say I, I learned something new and pick up on more details every single time I watch it. Because as Eddie said, the language in this film is extremely dense, but its density is for an amazing reason. I remember not really understanding this movie a lot. Um, but then in high school, I was assigned to read it in one of my English classes. Ooh. And it was really fun because we got to break down chapter by chapter. We got into the the Say it. nitty gritty. And and we broke we broke down like family trees and customs of the Regency era. So I really got a very deep understanding. And after that point, I was really able to enjoy this movie because I knew all of the nuance that was intended behind all of the actions. So, yeah, I was also a little confused the first time (laughs) I watched this movie. I remember my first time. I remember my first time, <laughs> uh, but it's it's definitely a movie that benefits from multiple watches. Yeah. So I'm very happy that I continue to watch this at least once a year to this day. Now that you know a little bit of how we met Pride and Prejudice 2005, parenthetical 2005. 2005. <laughs> 2005. Oh, God. Very important we make that distinction because there are, what, three There's or four versions? There's a lot versions? of them, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think it's this one and the 1995 one and modern day and people mostly compare them, but I don't know. I haven't seen any other ones. And then there was that like April Fool's joke that Chris Pratt was going to play <laughs> Mr. Darcy in the remake. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I will it's... either end my own life or I will hunt down Chris Pratt there and go. tie him to a chair. So he does not have the opportunity to destroy one of the most iconic romantic roles in modern history absolutely if you haven't seen this movie guess what we're gonna give you a little bit of a recap Mm -hmm. because it is now time for our next segment called getting to know each other nice elizabeth bennett is the second (laughs) oldest daughter (laughs) in a family of five daughters hey i was i wasn't expecting the accent you startled me okay continue All of these ladies need to get married before their father dies. Otherwise, they're shit out of luck. Fancy rich boys come to town, which is great news because everyone wants to marry a fancy rich boy. Mr. Darcy is the fanciest and richest boy of them all, but he is awkward and mean, so him and Elizabeth don't really get along. 
But it turns out that Mr. Darcy just had too much pride and Elizabeth had too much prejudice. And it all works out in the end. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Wow. What a clever turn of phrase. Thank you. If some dunce like me had just heard that in the movie, I'd be like, hmm, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, boy. Now we're going to go steady and really talk about what it is that makes this movie so qualified to be show dependent. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited. Let's start us off. <laughs> Did you just eat a mustache hair? Yeah. What oh my god! My <laughs> you gotta, you gotta comb through that thing before we record. I comb through it every morning. Well, you need to do it before recording because apparently okay. you got some loose boys in there floating down your throat. Oh my arms sir. Point number one: dances, balls, and socializing. At the time of the Regency era? I We're going to loosely call it that, yeah. One thing that struck me in this film and that sort of strikes me in a lot of films like this is that I think it's pretty freaking dope that back in the day, people at parties did choreographed dances. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we got to bring it back. How many times have you been at a party? If you like uh, little Eddie over here. Mm-hmm. If you're at a party where there's music and there's a dance floor, you got to be dancing. Yeah. I want to dance the whole night. How many times have you been at a party where there's very few people dancing or you think, ooh, this is a banger of a song. Everyone needs to go hard at the Mm -hmm. same time. They did it back then. Oh, yeah. And it's really, really cool. Like I see it in this and I'm like, oh, hey, all they're doing is basic steps and like Mm -hmm. hover handing each other. I'm yeah, like, they usually touch hands if they're wearing the gloves. Oh, but I think I think that is foreshadowing. However, um, I just thought of something. It's just because we're not part of these groups. Yeah, K-pop stands. Oh, yeah. they do this. They do do it. They do do it in public. It's and, scary. Oh, and anyway, and people who do country line dancing. That was my second. Oh, thought. you're right. And a third group goth kids under a bridge hell yeah hell yeah fantastic we need to join one of those subgroups and by join i mean i'm not interested in joining any of those subgroups but they can have fun if there's a if there's a regency era like oh dance club i'd be down it's just fun i I Mm -hmm. like the idea that everyone said we need to learn the steps so we can do it together Mm -hmm. that's community it's fantastic People also had a lot more time to learn choreo, so. Oh, yeah. And it's just very funny. In this movie, we also see that when they're trying to have a conversation because of the choreographed dance. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my leave, back's to you. And you'll be like, hey, man, I got a question to ask you. Oh, I'll be right back. Be right back. I got to do a yeah, little so anyways, go movement. Earlier today when you said, oh, hold on. <laughs> when you said you hated me, what the fuck was that all about? Oh, hold on. <laughs> It's just, it gives you yeah. little breaks to be like, ah, shit, what am I going to say? You're like, yeah. Also, I must tell the audience because I'm about to expose you. Oh. While we were typing up the notes for this outline, Uh-oh. you couldn't stop laughing at the word balls. <laughs> Every time he said it out loud, he get, he gave a little giggle. He went, <laughs> and then he'd, he's like, during balls, I would. <laughs> like, like a just, child. Yeah, what like, a, like, a, like a 15-year-old boy. What do you want me to do? It's funny. 
It is funny. She's nuts, you know? Have some decorum, dear. Oh. This is a serious film. You're right. I should put on a petticoat. I don't think is you know what a petticoat called? is. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Petticoats go under dresses, dear. What? Type it. I want you to see what a petticoat looks like. All right. We'll talk while I figure Pull it this up. out. Okay. So, yeah, dancing and socializing were just two peas in a pod back during this time. And it's so cool to, like, get to see it on the big screen in such a beautiful way. The one thing that always pops into my head is the body odor aspect of because there was no centralized air. They'd be stanking. Most of these. I mean, some of these people are more well off than others, so they probably bathe a bit more frequently. But there would be some smells happening in those ballrooms. Oh, yeah. Did you look up a petticoat? So a petticoat or an underskirt is an article of clothing. Yeah, you better not be wearing petticoats and not what telling me. What's if you're point? doing drag, I want you to invite me. The point of a petticoat was for warmth or to give the skirt or dress the desired attractive shape. A more fuller look. Oh, girl, you're looking birthing as hell. Oh, my God. Which was not in style during this time. Mm-hmm. If you noticed, the only people that are really wearing full skirts are matronly women or uh-huh. people from an older generation or people who are out of fashion. So if you oh. didn't have money, <laughs> if you didn't yeah. have money to, to one, buy the fabric to make your own dress or oh, no. two, commission somebody to make you a gown, then you're going to be out of style. Which is yeah. why in this movie, if you pay, pay attention to like Caroline Bingley, Bingley, she she's in very bright modern colors because she's very wealthy and she can stay up on modern trends. Mm. Whereas opposed to the Bennett sisters, they're more modestly dressed. They have more frills, less straight lines because they are not from a more posh background. Interesting. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of being more posh, when you're at a party and rich people show up, what do you do? You stop the freaking music. Your record scratch. Oh, there's money coming in, y'all. Money, everybody. Everybody look at the rich people. Ooh, they're so rich and famous. Ooh, I hope they look at me. Maybe give me some of their money. They just sort of walk in, and then that's it. Yeah, and then then the music starts again, which is very startling. Yeah, the crew, Bingley, Darcy, and Caroline Bingley walk in like, what up? They're basically the Kardashians. And I don't think they'd stop the music for their Kardashians. So it's pretty wild that the whole party stops to gawk at these people. It is wild. I mean, a lot rides on balls. <laughs> oh, my I'm gosh. Sorry. You I'm have sorry. to stop. I'm sorry. You've got to stop. But why are they called balls? But they were big <laughs> events to potentially decide the rest of your life. Especially if you're a woman. Yes. Oh, God. Like everything, the dancing, what you're dressed in Mm -hmm. are so important. How your hair is done. I could not imagine. If you're ugly or not. (laughs) Am I ugly? But that's always been a factor in humanity. Don't worry about the ball tonight, man. You're good. There you go. Uh Um, One detail I wish they would have included in the ball, the ballroom scenes and just the dances in general. I wish the women had dance cards because that's something I learned about in high school. And basically a dance card was like a little booklet that the ladies would wear around their wrist, like a bracelet. And throughout the night, um, gentlemen would approach you 
and fill their name in on your dance card because there was a list. There was a certain pattern to the music throughout the night. So you'd have like an upbeat song, an upbeat song, and then you'd have like a slower. And then, yeah. So it would, it would follow. Yeah. It would follow a routine. So if a guy danced with you multiple times, that's a real indicator that he oh has my. interest in you. He's like, oh, you danced with him for three dances? And that's something that Mrs. Bennett is very obsessed with when um, Jane and Bingley get to dance together so many times. That's so wild. But it's very kind. Yeah. But it's I also guess. like an opportunity to lie. Like, oh, actually, uh, seems my dance card's awful. I gotta go. Oh, but you just got fuck. But it's also like, how cute. Like, and this is just like the romantic, like, fuzzy positive side of this that i'm looking at because obviously there's a lot of negative things about this time period i think the sweetest thing and in my mind like if if i were to rewrite it oh or in my brain you know this is just like the fanfic that goes through my, my mind when mr darcy and elizabeth get married i'd like to imagine that she like had a dance card oh and they and they kept yeah and then like they preserved it and had it open. It had Mr. Darcy oh, just written like cute. eloquent. I'm like, oh, they danced together, even though he hated dancing. <laughs> What's the it's line? So cute. Oh, it's like um, she, Elizabeth asks, like, do you dance, Mr. Darcy? Not if I can help it. Yeah. <laughs> I would do a British accent, but it's not very strong. And Kira Knightley's voice is too beautiful to mimic. So. Okay, damn. Yeah. I mean, if we're speaking Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. She plays the pivotal character in this but, film. Yeah, I would. I wanted to say titular, but we'll get uh-huh. to those tits later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, that doesn't make sense because the movie's not called Elizabeth Bennett. But she plays a woman called, well, affectionately called Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And she is the original manic pixie dream girl. Why is that? Well, it's because this movie definitely for it being a period piece. Mm-hmm. And definitely sticking to the times. You can still definitely see the blueprint there. Here's just some things that Lizzie does that just sort of scream a little bit manic pixie. Mm -hmm. First of all, she talks back to everyone that has strong opinions. Wow. A woman having opinions? (laughs) I mean, that's that's textbook, though. You know? It's true. That's like the meme of the manic pixie dream girl where they're like, oh, you just wouldn't understand, you know? like I actually hate Weezer. You would think that I would like them, but I think they're absolute trash. Mm-hmm. You know who I actually like? Alien Ant Farm. Oh my God. And she's going off on you about how like parents don't understand and she's just going to run away. She's just not meant for this town. It's just too small. <laughs> yeah, I was born in the wrong era. I should have mm-hmm. been born in the hitchhiking era where I could just go. I could just be myself. And I didn't need a job. And you're just like, God, she's uh... so fucking hot, but I hate talking to her. Yep, absolutely. There it is. But Lizzie's more bearable than that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she's she, not, yeah. I mean, she she's is. She's not annoyingly contrarian. When she is. You know, there's, there, you there are a few characters that are like, God, this lady sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they are shitty characters to her. But yeah. another thing that she does a lot of is read. Oh, yeah. A learned woman. Ooh, learned. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder if she was reading porn. What was the point like back then? He lifted her skirt to reveal her petticoat. Ankle and petticoat. Ooh. Oh my God, that's so hot. 
No, I think there was actually like porn, oh, but it was like yeah. it was like in code, so oh. it'd be like it'd be more like veiled language. That's insane. I don't want to work for my nut. Oh, <laughs> so many women, so many women would disagree with that statement. Oh, yeah. Smut makes the world go round. Right. I guess. And it's great. People don't like that she reads. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Did people think it was like a waste of time for women to read? I don't know. Or maybe it was just like the books that she read. I don't know. I mean, apparently the women were supposed to be well-rounded and learned but then read? How dare you? Seems like she gets a lot of flack. Maybe it's because it's kind of an antisocial hobby. Yeah. You don't talk to people. Another quirky thing that she does is she doesn't dress in like bright, quote unquote, girly colors. Uh-huh. She wears earth tones. A oh, bit of a tomboy. A bit of a tomboy. I honestly think that's what they were doing in this movie. They're like, oh, we need to like make her look a little bit different. Uh-huh. She likes to walk. We're going <laughs> to dress yes. her like she's mud. <laughs> what was that <laughs> all about, by the way? Why did they constantly bring up that she likes to walk? Because it's like a low status thing. Is that what it is? Poor people walk. If you have money, you have a carriage. You have a, you have drivers. That's you have so crazy. multiple horses. Yeah. I mean, it's true to this day. Think about it. If you don't live in like an urban area where things are walkable uh-huh. and you don't have a job <laughs> and you have to walk to your job, like that's kind of weird. <laughs> you're right? right. You're right. Why yeah, is man walking so much? Yeah. It's just a status thing. Another quirky thing that Elizabeth does is she doesn't really care about the guys, you know, like she's just a quirky girl. She's just, oh, you know, why do we even need to get married? And the whole time she's just sort of looking at the guy with those eyes like, God, she wants to bang me. I know it. Mm-hmm. But she also hates my guts. Oh, yeah. Speaking of hot. Mm. Kira Knightley. Mm. In this movie is perfection oh perfection we'll speak on it she's so beautiful i remember like watching this movie as a young like a young teen maybe a, like 13 a 14 little woman perhaps a little woman just a little <laughs> woman i'm a, i'm a leprechaun women women oh my gosh <laughs> but i remember just like looking at her in this movie and i was like she is just beautiful yeah. Because she does not really wear makeup hardly at all. If there is makeup, it's like maybe her eyebrows are filled in with like yeah. a little touch of mascara, maybe a little bit of color correcting on the face. But there is no it's not glam. Sure. You know, no, she's just a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. And everything about her is just like, oh, my God, oh my God. she's an angel. Look <laughs> at her. She's so beautiful. Yeah. And the weird, the weird obsession that I've had with Kira Knightley since I was at least uh, <laughs> 13. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this lady's clavicle. Are you? Yeah, I am. I love her collarbones. I think they are gorgeous. Mm. Her her just like her neck and chest are just mwah, beautiful. Oh, speaking beautiful. of beautiful. There was a scene in this movie mm-hmm. where she was, I believe, talking to uh, her sister under some blankets. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was speaking and she was like smiling. And I looked at her mouth and I was like, my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> why Absolutely. is her, why is her mouth and like her teeth? I love her and teeth her too. smile. Mm-hmm. You know, it sort of hit me like, damn, she has a really good looking mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. She does. And like, 
I don't know if that's her her natural teeth, I guess. And she, mm-hmm. but kind of like the unevenness of her teeth mm-hmm. and all that just had me being like, wow. Yeah. I can I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see why Mr. Darcy fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Look at her. She's so hot. Yeah. Another reason I think I like really pined after like Kira Knightley's aesthetic is because she doesn't have boobs and I don't have boobs either. So I was like, oh, I see me in that. <laughs> boobs. I don't have boobies either. <laughs> and I was like 13, 14. I was like, I still have hope. And then they never got bigger. <laughs> oh, um, oh, so it's stop fine. It. It's just my genetics. It's fine. I'd rather have no titties than too much titties. Too at many. least I won't. Oh at least goodness. I won't have back issues from my boobs. I just have back issues because of my horrible posture and my low self-esteem. There you go. And my lack of exercise and probably 12 other things that contribute. Okay. But yeah, no, the, the itty bitty titty committee is proud to have Kira Knightley as a member. Uh-huh. She's beautiful. And the Regency style looks so nice on her, her small bosom. It looks tight. And that I, that's probably why I like um, the 1920s aesthetic too. Uh-huh. Like during the flapper era is because the the boy the quote-unquote boyish figure on women was uh-huh. in fashion it was tight it was tight you had tight tits you wanted a <laughs> straight a straight line um but that was the nice thing is because it's like especially when i was younger and i didn't have as many curves it was like oh this can be attractive because uh. typically like voluptuous women are like more pined after mm-hmm. but the cool really? thing about the this time period is that it's actually emulating roman aesthetic like the ancient Greek, oh, like kind of silhouettes that you'd see on um, pottery and things like mm-hmm. that. So it was emulating that. So it's just yeah. like the the cyclical nature of fashion, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Itty bitty titties. Thank you, Kira. Made me feel better. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, Kira mm-hmm. Knightley is something. It's pretty weird that she played two people named Elizabeth mm-hmm. in their both and period dramas. Both of them are so hot. I know. Kira does a great job in period piece. I would say she's probably like the most like well-renowned period piece actor of our gen of our generation. Wow. What a, what a title. I think so. I literally don't know anything else or anyone else. So I can't help. See, you can't cut, you cannot, you you can't can't prove me wrong. Nice try scrub. Yeah. She plays Elizabeth Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean. And then she gets to play Elizabeth Bennett in this movie. So she's so hot. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. i'll end with that <laughs> let me see our next part is women mm-hmm. women women woman w-o-m-a-n okay um women of wealth had to find creative ways to fill their tab i cannot imagine just having nothing to do i need to be doing something all the time I'd be i done. don't think either of us would have done well during this time period no. one year brown one Mexican. So, yeah, that's not great. Two, you have to be stimulated all of the time. Mm-hmm. And me, I like being stimulated, but the second I'm left alone to my own thoughts, I will self-destruct. <laughs> so having too much time, not a good thing for me. But something fun is they, they take a turn about the room. Eddie, would you like to explain what taking a turn about the room means a turn about the room was just hey do you want to walk the perimeter of the room that we're in and as soon as caroline bingley 
suggests this to Elizabeth. She's like, I just walked here. Why would I want to walk inside? Very funny that they would just be like, hmm, I think I'll think I'll just walk in a, in a circle a few times. And there's the God, I'm bored of shit. I'm gonna walk around this room. Yeah, like they talk. There's this. It's the same scene, but they talk about like women being accomplished. Like in order to have worth as a woman, you have to like hit like 20 different degrees of success. Oh, oh yeah. Which is just batshit crazy. Meanwhile, as a man, you just have to be. Exist and, and have money <laughs> oh and be God, white. Look at them. Yeah. First of all, white. Good for you. Second of all, you're a boy. You're killing it already, man. Mm-hmm. Good job choosing this life for yourself. You're working hard. Yep. And then three, inherited wealth. Man, this man worked hard for this. Brave, brave. <laughs> three things that you did not earn yourself. Not at all. Uh-uh. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. women had to learn how to play piano, had to learn how to ride a horse. Embroider cushions. Reading? Now that's lame. We don't mm-hmm. do that, nerd. No, no, no. That's man stuff. You need to be a lady lady. That's so weird. Go sing me a song while painting a picture, woman. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, birth me three children by the end of next year or you're dead. Uh-huh. And they all better be boys. <laughs> Tough time to be a woman. Yeah. Can, can honestly be placed at any time in human history. Honestly. Yeah. Until like, what? Like, n- maybe 1970. I mean, you tell me. Yeah, it's about, it's about <laughs> then in a, like American history when women could start like oh, having yeah, bank yeah, accounts. Yeah. And, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Being yeah. able to divorce their husbands who are brutalizing them on a daily basis. No, 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 no. He a man. You know, he could do no wrong. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. Lizzie's household is all women. Uh, so it's pretty freaking crazy how much rides on her old ass father not dying. I say old ass like he's decrepit. He's not that old and he's actually pretty spry. Mm-hmm. But he's got all white hair, which makes me feel like he's a crypt keeper. Oh, <laughs> But he's such a nice guy. This man is on his deathbed right now. Yeah, he is pretty old. Yeah, pretty wild that in the Bennett household, if dad dies, their cousin, Mr. Collins, gets everything. And if <laughs> yeah. he wanted to, he could just kick the kick them all out. Just like your dad dies and then suddenly some guy who you rarely see just like, hey, this is my house now. Buddy, you don't live here. <laughs> ah, but you are a man, so I must listen to you. So weird. Uh, so sad. That's a lot. So much pressure on a guy to just stay alive. <laughs> Honestly, that's it's probably the reason he made it as long as he did. You just wake up and you're like, oh, thank God I didn't die and leave my family to ruin. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Ooh. the stress? You talk about the stress of pushing down emotions as a man. Mm-hmm. The stress of being like, if I die. That's it for my family. My whole, my, all of the people I love in my life will have nothing potentially. Yikes. Or if you were, if you were a real piece of shit, you're just all my property. Oh God. All my property is gone. Yeah. But the pressure on women during this time to have marriage as your only prospect for like any kind of comfort. Or, or like any sort of, like that was their job. Mm-hmm. You to get married and reproduce. There's nothing else you could do with your life. Nope, 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 nope. So weird. Silly lady must Ooh. only be pretty <laughs> and kiss a man. Mm-hmm. Have small tits, look hot. Mm-hmm. That's it. Life was just hoping to get picked to be married. Mm-hmm. They went to the balls so they could get picked 
The balls! To be wet. They wore dresses and invited people to dinner and did all these things just so the women could be wed. Mm-hmm. So much time devoted to just, but it makes sense because it's the one thing you have. Yep. I don't know. Your body. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like I would be in a similar situation to Charlotte because my body odor would probably deter. Oh, stop uh, it. Well, I just I'm an anxious sweater. First of all, back then, everyone smelled. So I don't think it would matter at all. You're probably right. Isn't that wild? I think about that all the time. Everyone was just stinking. Well, they didn't. I don't think they uh, don't quote me on this, but I feel like they didn't really shave either. Mm, Natural. People just hairy <laughs> and smelly and stinky. Mm. Oh, back then they loved that though. Yeah. A nice chafleura under me- that dress. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that yeah. what we're gonna call pubic hair now? Chafleura? It's it's it has more than one definition. Chafleura. A tip of the hat <laughs> and pubes. A tip of the hat and a chafleura to you. Jesus Christ. But Charlotte, good for her, you know? Poor little thing. They're so mean. They're so mean to her, but you can't help but like see that it's true. Because who's mean to her? What? When? So Elizabeth's mom is uh-huh. like drunk at the party and she's like, Well, isn't Jane so hot? She's like our hottest daughter. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Elizabeth's hot too. And I, you know, like Charlotte's a sweet girl, but we all know she's fucking ugly as hell. <laughs> So uh, like, and then Charlotte's just there, just she's God like, oh, damn, what the fuck, dog? Yeah, just catching bullets from miles away. Yeah, and then she takes what I perceive to be the worst bullet. She takes a grenade. She really does. She takes Ooh. the equivalent of the, the grenade. grenade for the bag, though. It was a trade. Yeah, it was a trade. Oh, Charlotte got the bag because there's this guy that we'll talk about shortly when we talk about these men. His mm-hmm. name is Mister Collins, and in short. This boy is ass. Yikes. And very strange. Mm-hmm. Very weird. And the scene where Charlotte comes up to Lizzie, who's just fucking swinging for some reason. I mean, I guess I guess he really didn't have things to do. But Charlotte comes up and she just got she's just got some bars. <laughs> they go real hard. Oh yeah. Shall we reenact it? Let's reenact it. Would you like to be Elizabeth? Sure. Okay, perfect. Scene. My dear Lizzie, I've come to tell you the news. Mr. Collins and I are engaged. To be married? Yes, of of course. What other engaged is there? Lizzie looks shocked. (gasps) Oh, for heaven's sake, don't look at me like that, Lizzie. There's no earthly reason why I shouldn't be as happy with him as any other. But he's ridiculous. Oh, hush. Not all of us can afford to be romantic. I've been offered a comfortable home and protection. There's a lot to be thankful for. What? I'm 27 years old. I have no money and no prospects. I'm already a burden to my parents and I'm frightened. So don't you judge me, Lizzie. Don't you dare judge me. Bars. And then she just walks off. But Charlotte got a room of her own. And why is that? Well, let me back it up. Yes. Because, first of all, this line... (laughs) I'm getting this on my birthday cake this I'm year. I'm 27 I swear to years God. old. Boom. 
I've no got money. no money. Boom. No, no prospects. prospects. Boom. I'm already a burden. Burden to my parents. To my parents. And I'm frightened. And I'm frightened. That oh, I better get sad at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like four just boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, poor girl. So don't you judge me, Lizzie. Don't you dare judge me. This line is so funny in modern day because in some ways it still sort of rings true with like Gen yep. Z. Uh-huh. Because Gen Z now, from what I've seen on social media, TikTok and stuff, Gen Z essentially acts like once you hit your 20s, you're pretty much got one foot in the grave. Uh-huh. They fully believe like in Well, your with 20s, the state of the planet, can yeah, you blame them for yeah. thinking that way? But it's just so funny to think like, she says, I'm 27. And mm-hmm. it's like, my God. Oh, yeah. How did you even walk here? Mm-hmm. You are so old. Yeah. And it's like, you are 27 years old. Meanwhile, girls are getting married at like 15 during this time. And they still are to Republican congressmen. Freaking, where is it? I think right now it's, uh, I think it's in Tennessee. They're right now trying to get some sort of law passed that essentially makes a man and women marriage a higher level of marriage than same-sex marriages. And guess what else they decided to slip in because Republicans love slipping in just horrible things as they also uh, removed the age limit for girls to get married because they'd be loving Uh, their child brides. I hate pedophiles and you can quote me on that. Well, Charlotte got married late by um, some would say modern standards, too. Some people really think that you should get married young. She was almost an old maid. Yep, yep, yep. But Charlotte, Charlotte secured the bag, even if even if Mr. Collins may not have been worth it at the end. Even if it's but a weird bag, the bag nonetheless. A bag nonetheless. The cool thing about her home is she actually has a room to herself, which is a really important thing in explain uh, in literature. So, um, a woman named Virginia Woolf wrote a a long essay called "A Room of One's Own." in which she basically argues like it's extremely important for women to have a space that they can call their own um, because it essentially allows you literal and metaphorical space to exist um, in your mind and and otherwise. And Charlotte gets her own little study where she can have tea and friends over, which is a huge thing because women aren't allowed to have things. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she was allowed to have a, a place in her, her home designated for her personal use is a really big deal because oh, yeah. Lizzie doesn't have that. She shares a bed with her older sister right. and has probably since she, since she was born. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty, cause you know, we can judge, we can judge Charlotte on her choice of man, but I mean, she's comfortable hey. and safe and she's got a house and, and a room of her own a room of her own. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. When you were explaining what it was, I was like, God, it's pretty dope. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. Not a lot of not a lot of women got that. A lot of women probably still don't have oh, this, yeah. uh-huh. this kind of space. She shed. Yeah, essentially. Because you know, women aren't really historically supposed to occupy space. Mm. But now they're making space. There you go. Queen. Queens. Do we give do we give a shaflura to we Mr. We give Collins a shaflura to Mr. Collins because is he a weirdo? Is he extremely socially awkward? Sure. But at least he's nice to his wife. Yeah. 
Yeah, she seems pretty happy with him, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to be pushing anything on her. No. Or making her do anything. No, he's she's, just an awkward weirdo. Yeah, she's, she's just like, sort of okay, has this to is put fine. up with him. Yeah. You don't hit me. Yeah. We have enough money to live. I've uh-huh. got a nice little tea room. Right. We're golden. And it's just so funny because just as a sign of the times, whenever you see a movie like this or a TV show like this where they're in that era, I'm sure that many people feel the way that I do is that it kind of makes you dislike the mothers. Yes. Because they're just so gung-ho about marrying their daughters off to like Mm -hmm. uggo-ass dudes who... Yeah, like old, rich white men. Yeah, it's just some old-ass man who looks like a piece of shit and is sweating just alcohol. Mm -hmm. And he's got that weird thing where when he talks, it's all mucusy all the time. Ew. Yeah, you're really painting a picture. And the mothers are like... This is perfect. Do it for the family. Do it for, do the, it family. for the family. And you're just in, for modern, family name. in modern day, you're just like, God, why does this mom suck so much? Mm-hmm. But if you try and put it, you know, in the times, it makes more sense. Because again, yeah. that's all they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially if you're poor, you ain't going to get anything better than getting yeah. the bag. But then you got to put up with this ugly man and hope that he doesn't beat you. Yeah. Or anything worse. Yeah. It's kind of it. So it's just, it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to, it's tough for me at least to not hate the way these mothers act. Yeah. Hating on Miss Bennett, yeah. Mrs. Bennett is pretty, and especially because not the, dad, the dad is so not. Mm-hmm. He's pretty chill. <laughs> this movie does a great service to the father and disservice to the mother. Absolutely. When you watch it in 2022. Mm hmm. Before we move on, you were raised Mormon. Yeah, hey, we've talked about this a few times. <laughs> so, it's uh, true. Well, what's going on with Mormonism and uh, Pride and Prejudice? Well, I think there's a lot of parallels, both for better and worse. Mm. Obviously, we've discussed some of the problematic nature of like the, the social hierarchy and expect- expectations in this time. But there's a huge emphasis on young women in the church to be... And it may have changed, you know, I haven't been to church in 10 years ish. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while. Things may be updated. You know, those LDS people are trying to keep their foot in the door and they're trying to stay hip. They're trying to stay hip and happening and updating gospel. Anyway, um, but hey, when I was in the black church, people can be in the church, man. That's hey, cool. black people are people. Hey, go Did ahead. You know, <laughs> hey, it's, it's all chill. the rage. I'm cool. It's, all the rage. Oh it's totally God. not 1970 when this is super late to say. Oh, God. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I think the reason that I was so attracted to this love story, especially as a young lady, um, was because there were so many similarities in the way I was expected to interact with men. Men. You know, I was kind of raised under the same expectation of like, you will be married. You (sighs) will have children. You will be a good mother and your life will be good because you are these roles. Not because you yourself are a good person and you make your life good. You are only good through your positions that you place subservient in. Yeah. Um, You're good through your service to your husband. Yeah, and your children, and Ugh. God, and your 
Yeah. Anyway, but that was part of the allure of this movie to me, especially as a a young person was, this was like an exciting kind of take on it. Mm -hmm. It was a nice little spin because you got to see like, Oh, there is like some lighthearted fun behind a lot of this. And obviously it's kind of a fairy tale ending Mm -hmm. um, that things work out for this couple. It, the, the pining after mm-hmm. pining is a huge thing that I experienced. Oh. And I think most, yeah, most people do right. As, oh, as a young uh, teenager, you want what you can't have. Exactly. You just, Oh my God. Which look at this yeah. goddess, mm-hmm. which, which pools into the whole modesty factor. Yeah. The, the kind of like asexual nature you're supposed to have with, um, members of the opposite sex you're not supposed to kiss you're not supposed right. to go on one-on-one dates things like that uh-huh. um, I mean isn't that uh, that's like the whole reason why forbidden love or forbidden romances are so mm-hmm. hot oh yeah like oh god they're not supposed to love each other but my god look at the way they're looking at each other mm-hmm. they just want to fuck mm-hmm. that's hot as hell even something as simple as just touching someone's face or holding their hand Uh just any kind of physical intimacy was just like such a taboo Uh that it made it that much more hot Mm -hmm. yeah i can see it i mean in some level i see it Mm -hmm. it's that whole wait until marriage idea yeah where the anticipation yeah it's kind of sexy in a way foreplay you're foreplaying for potentially years yeah it's that's like, a long it's like everything your whole relationship is foreplay to mm-hmm. finally get into penetrate uh, yeah oof do you think they soaked back in the region oh my god <laughs> for the record i did not know anybody growing up that participated in this soaking thing that mormon kids do uh-huh i've well, never maybe, heard of it until recent history maybe it's like modern mormon modern mormons <laughs> you know what Hey, we're modern Mormons and we're cool. Hey, bro, want to have sex with your girlfriend, but don't want God to judge you? And then it just shows like God doing a kickflip. Hell yeah. <laughs> and right behind him is says, just try soaking. Try soaking. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little loophole, but not the other one. We'll get to that loophole later. Nice. And then again, it shows just like God windsurfing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you do you want me to explain what soaking is? Why don't you lay down on the bed, right? Uh-huh. And then have your girl. Mm-hmm. That's cool, speak. Have your girl just sort of sit on top of it. On top of what? Your testament to God. Is that a metaphor for your dick? That's right. I'm talking about your cock. Nice. Okay. Have your have your woman, your bride to be, your mm-hmm. betrothed. Sit on your cock. And then what you're going to need is a good fellow brother in Christ. So walk into the room. I know. I'd rather have it be a brother in Christ than your actual brother, though. This is not weird at all. I guess that's the trade. But have another person enter the room. Probably a roommate. And just to make it better. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Have them stand on the bed on top of both of you. And have them just jump up and down. To sort of get the waves are rocking. And hey, when the waves are rocking, (laughs) 
God does not come knocking because wow. you are penetrating your woman. Mm-hmm. But because you're not moving yourself. Oh, no, no, no. Only the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is moving you and causing you to thrust into her garden of Eden. I'm, God says I'm, it's cool. I'm grossed out now. <laughs> I don't know if we can continue. And then I feel you just Ill. look your, then you just look your buddy in the eyes and say, "Hey, thanks, bro." I'm so uncomfortable. The modern Mormon on next uh, week's episode, anal. Oh wow! Exciting <laughs> stuff. You can't get pregnant. It's very, very unlikely. You're right. You're you're right. What a weird thing to do. I could, <laughs> I could not imagine. That's some freaky shit. Honestly, doesn't that sound more kinky freaky? than just having sex? Right? Doesn't that sound way like... kinkier? Imagine just approaching a girl and being like, "Hey, what if my friend was there <laughs> and jumped up and down on and the bed. jumped up and down like really close to us and just sort of was part of it? He's gonna know what you. He's gonna know what you sound like. He's gonna know what you look like." When you reach climax. Can we stop? (laughs) I'm getting queasy. Okay. Oh, hey, modern Mormons be weird. That's the truth. Speaking of weird dudes. Weird dudes. Loser boys, short king spring, and a sweet rooster of a man. It's time to talk about three other dudes before we get to the main dude. The dude. Let's start with Mr. Wickham. Mr. Wickham. Liar. Gambler. And he ran off with a 15-year-old girl. What a pervert. And that's the second time he's done it. You're right. I forgot. Yeah. He, he ran off with Darcy's younger sister. Oh, right. Yeah. He. Oh, oh. that sweet girl. Yeah. What I know. a piece Car- of shit. Um, Georgiana. Yeah. She's so she's sweet. A, she's so cute. Yeah, got her fucking heart stomped on by this predator. Well, Mr. Wickham, he's a member of the regiment. You know, in modern, if we were doing a modern adaptation of this movie, oh, yeah, instead of him being in the military, he would be part of a punk, a pop punk band. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. Because right he's going the after them girls, uh-huh. them little girls. Absolutely. He He's a member of the regiment. He mm-hmm. seemingly knows Mr. Darcy from the past at first. He, because he's a piece of shit, he paints Mr. Darcy as a bad guy. But lo and behold, he's a liar. Mr. Wickham's the bad guy. And Mr. Wickham just takes a turn. For a man that Lizzie was interested in. He seemed extremely charming. That's the thing, though. That's how they get you. That two-face must be a Gemini. I mean, just just a weirdo. And then he just sort of shows up at the end as if nothing's wrong. Yeah, and And everybody has to be polite because politeness rules. That's so stupid. Looked their father in the face as if he didn't run off with their 15-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. God, you know he just wanted to pop him one. Oh, I would have decked him. Nice little Ooh. upper. Nice little, oh! And I know it kind of worked. I know it kind of worked out-ish in the end, but like, yeah. oh boy. It's like Selena all over again. You're the right. disrespect. The, right. the perceived disrespect. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Mr. Wickham's a piece of shit, even though he looked hot, kind of like Orlando Bloom. Uh oh. Whatever. Like it's fine. He could be, you can be hot and still be a piece of shit. That, and that's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a rock fact. Put that on a shirt. Love that. 
put it on a shirt. You can be hot and still be a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Love it. Speaking of someone who's not hot, Ugh. but is still also a piece of shit, even yeah. though he kind of is a pretty chill guy by the end. Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins is a weirdo. He comes in know. real comes in real weird. Yeah. Like this man Ugh. is up to something. He's uncomfortable to be around. Yes. I think it was discussed during like my English class in high school. Like it was floated like maybe Mr. Collins is autistic because mm-hmm. he really does not know how to function in society. Yeah. And and he I don't know if you picked up on it because we didn't talk about it when we watched it this time. Oh, I don't know. But Mr. Collins, he he has to practice mm-hmm. compliments and formalities. <laughs> he rehearses really? them because he's like socially inept. Oh, and he can't it. just like come up with things and be genuine. It because that's like that's something that some people with autism have to do is they have huh. to learn and rehearse yeah, yeah, yeah. social rules. That makes sense. So they, you know, they don't upset anybody, but he's just extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. The casting's just perfect because they choose this <laughs> short king weirdo. Short king. Who just plays this derpy incel so well. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even that he's a, I guess he is an incel because he's a pastor or something like that. He's a I... servant of the Lord and it's he's so looking wild. for a wife. So wild. And he's um, he clocks Jane. He doesn't have any social skills, but he's like, Jane, damn, she's the hot. eldest daughter. I'm gonna go for that ass. My oh, what cousin. do you mean? Yeah, oh god, we didn't even mention. Yeah, they're cousins. <laughs> the Bennett's and Mr. Collins are cousins, and he's to inherit the property when Daddy O Bennett kicks the bucket. Yeah. So that's like the huge reason that it's an advantageous marriage to have one of the girls get married to him stay with the it, house yeah at least they get to keep the property <laughs> yeah marry oh. your cousin so you can keep your house well i wonder if jane austen knew someone who by modern day would be autistic and modeled this mm-hmm. person over them but they just thought like whoa this person's super weird this person's a little too quirky <laughs> hey he's a little bit of a weird guy mm-hmm. it's very funny you think about it in the time makes sense we didn't have entertainment. Of course, I would like you to read to me. But he, while eating dinner, says he's a man of the cloth and says, I would like to read to you all for a couple hours after dinner. I could not imagine a worse thing for someone to say to me while I'm eating. Than, I would hey. fall asleep <laughs> so yeah. fast. Do you want it would be to disrespectful. Hear me read. I'm good. It's like, oh, would you like me to read you the instruction manual on how to put a train engine together? No. But to him, it's riveting. Oh, he loves it. Awful. Poor Mr. Collins. We got to say, though, I got to say, because I got to give him his flowers. We talked about Charlotte. He's a pretty good husband to her. Mm -hmm. And as it is now, seems like it was back then, because it is a short king spring, everyone. Short king spring. All you women, go get you a short king. I believe the cutoff is 5'9". Five 5'9 nine. Five nine mm. is the tallest of the short kings you can get. Oh. After that, just becomes a real boy. Aww. But under that, short king spring, apparently it's a thing. We can see a little Zendaya, yeah. a little Tom Hollins. A little Pequeno Holly. It seems to be the trend that uh, some women are starting to get into the short kings. 
They've got Pep in their step. What can they find say? you a man who needs you to grab the cup off the shelf? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> Could it be me? Could it be me? Short Kings are not for me. Hey, what I, up? I got my a name's tall, Eddie. Tall drink I'm of six water. Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you damn right. Absolutely. And that's all I needed to know, guys. So as soon as I had to look up into his eyes, I was like, oh, he's the one for me. <laughs> that's it. That's how low my standards are. <laughs> this man, this man doesn't understand Pride and Prejudice. But he's got big, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> I was going you. with that. I, I, was trying, I was just trying to say he was a big man. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Anytime. Okay. I know you have control over it. Every yeah. day you try, you, you have to say, I'm going to be six foot three today. Exactly. Because I'm not Don't a quitter. Help me, God. Yeah, I'm you're not, not a quitter. quitter. Back when I used to work at a before and after school program, a lot of students would come up to me and be like, hey, how are you so tall? Why did you get so tall? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. because I'm not a quitter. And then I'd walk away. That's really what you told them? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I've heard most people tell them because I ate my vegetables. Because I don't quit. Because I I don't quit. quit. I didn't give up. And then I would leave. I would just leave them with that. Honestly, very fun. That's a good response. You know? (laughs) You know a man... Another man who didn't quit, despite who? being told to quit a few times. Yeah. Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingley. Oh, he's a sweet boy. He's so cute. He gives me like cat energy. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. He's like a little cat, cat energy and, and a rooster. rooster. <laughs> he's both together at the same it's the time. the energy of a cat, but he looks like a rooster. Yep. Exactly. Got some big ass hair. Love it. I love a good quaff. <laughs> we love a nervous king. He's so nervous. He's, but it's so endearing. Yeah, it's not in like the same way that Mr. Collins is awkward. Yeah, because he's nervous it's... because he's so smitten. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I can't. I can't if I even speak. Function. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cute. It's cute to see him near the end, literally doing the thing. Where you rehearse with your friends. Yeah, rehearsing like the, proposals. The sitcom thing where your friend's like, okay, you have a date tonight. Pretend I'm your date. And then they're like, um. <clears throat> how about that weather? <laughs> hi. I'm like, oh, well, hi, how you doing? And they have like the full yep. face oh, of makeup and yep. the dress. And just, dress. <gasps> well, I never. Slap. <laughs> yep. yep. There you go. It's, it's fun. Mr. Bingley's so cute. Mm-hmm. He's just sort of quirky and um, he's not pretentious, which no, is why I think he's so likable. He's very humble despite his wealth. Yeah. And he don't yeah. give a fuck. He's a humble boy. He's like, I'm going to love who I love. And I love this beautiful Jane Bennett. Right. Because he didn't fuck do you, anything sister. wrong. No. Like him personally, maliciously choosing to. No. It was because of his sister and Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy is the neg master and the original Batman. We love a good neg. And we love a socially awkward man, as we just said. Mm-hmm. Mr. Darcy, he essentially says as much that he doesn't like to talk to people he doesn't know. I can identify with that. Mm-hmm. I've been there many a time. You're there like every day of your life. What do you mean? Well, it's just, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know who you are. If I yep. come in and say something and you're just like, wow, I hate that thing. Oh, never mind then. Mm-hmm. You need to take a second 
I can agree with Mr. Darcy. Take a beat and say, hey, let me figure you out before I let you figure me out. Yes, he is an observer. This man holds grudges. Hell yeah. Batman. He literally says the line. Once my good opinion is lost, it is lost forever. Damn. Damn, King. That's hot. But at the end of the day, he's a good bud. He loves his sister so much. He's soft-smoking. Wow, he's soft-spoken. Ooh. Soft smoke. <laughs> which makes his speech in the rain better. Love it. Let me start us off here by saying Mr. Darcy is the unintentional neg master. Back before negging yeah. was even really known as a thing. This man knows how to get a woman. Honestly, <laughs> he I can't knows, disagree. He knows. He knew the formula to get Lizzie to fall in love with him. Lizzie, and I can't remember why, does she just do it on a whim? Come up to him and ask him, does he dance? He, I believe it was after she had overheard him telling Mr. Bingley, like, you were dancing with the only hot chicken in this place. And then <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bingley's like, but what about Elizabeth? She's pretty cute. And then Darcy's like, the fuck you me? She's ugly <laughs> as hell. And then she's like, oh, damn. He thinks I'm ugly. Interesting. Damn. Interesting. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Pushes her hair behind her ear. Mm, it's kind of cute. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to get a woman. Again, he says, nah, I'm good on dancing. Damn, King. That's a fantastic neg. Tell me about Darcy. How do you feel about this match? Oh. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Scrum diddly umptious. Yeah. But no, but like yes. Oh. But mm. like, hmm. Depending <laughs> on the lighting. Yeah, depending on the like, weather. What's being said? I'm either like, yo, he a fine man. Or cool. I'm like, look at this look at this derp of a person. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on, does he? Uh-huh. He's got no damn clue. Right. He may have a lot of money, but that does not mean he's smart. Oh, my God. Does he have a lot of money? There's so a scene in the money. movie where they go to his house. It's called Pemberley. They go yeah. to Pemberley. I'm like, damn. They're looking inside all this artwork. Shit ton of marble. Hella marble. I'm like, damn, dog, it's a nice-ass museum. And then they just casually drop, oh, no, this is just one room in his house. Yep. Which had me thinking, good Lord. Back in the day, that like old, old ass money mm-hmm. just have people owning 40% of the world's marble in their fifth living room. Yep. Just, that's not even my good living room. Whatever. Yep. All that stuff. Hey, I got someone to make a bust of me in marble. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is whatever, man. It's like, um, God, what's her name? Judy Dench's character, the bitch. Anyway, she tells Charlotte, she's like, oh, I know you play piano, but you don't have a piano. So you can play my piano that's in our servants' quarters. Mm, you won't yeah. be in anybody's way in that part of the house. <laughs> wow. You're telling me you have multiple pianos uh-huh. and you have so much space in your house. You could play a piano in one section of the house and nobody's going to hear it? Yep. Wild. That's a flex. Your servants a piano? A piano? You have people that work for you in your house? (laughs) Yeah. That alone is like, damn. But the Bennett's have that. They have 
three. I know, but it's just it's weird. It's very odd. Isn't that weird. You could, you should only have as much space as you can maintain yourself. I think that's exactly. a good rule of thumb. I like it. Yeah. Before we talk about how Mr. Darcy is Batman, mm-hmm. I have to say my absolute favorite because Kayla's about to hit us with some iconic, iconic scenes. Oh yeah. From this movie, my iconic scene, my absolute favorite scene is a Mr. Darcy scene. Really? Lizzie is just sitting in her friend Charlotte's house, hanging out in a room. <laughs> I love this. I love how this is your scene because it's like a nothing scene. <laughs> oh, there's great. a lot going on here. It's so funny. And suddenly the door whips open and like Kramer <laughs> in Seinfeld, Mr. Darcy just fucking slides in and just looks at her and says nothing. <laughs> and yep. she just looks at him like, uh, is this really happening right now? Yeah. And he's just like, why are you here? <sighs> this, uh, this house is real nice. I like what they did. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like they really fixed up the place. And then he just uh, and turns and fucking leaves the room. He just leaves. <laughs> and then leaves the house. <laughs> and the whole And then Charlotte's like, like, what did you do to him? And Lizzie's <laughs> like, I have no idea. He literally busts in the room and said nothing. Yep. Can you imagine? Again, he knows how to get women. Because. You got to show them you're not interested in them to show you're interested in them. You know what I'm saying? These are Darcy's dating tips. But he came by when nobody was home. Oh my goodness! No Except chaperone. Except for Elizabeth. Oh my. He was God. in an empty house alone with an unmarried woman. With Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a Batman ass move. That's hot. Bruce Wayne. He should have just broke through the window instead of exiting out the door. <laughs> just the Darcy mobile. The and then get on his horse and bolt out i think there's a good argument to be made that batman was originally mr darcy i agree is is like mr darcy bruce wayne's like great 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 grandfather oh yeah when they do like a one shot and they show regency era batman and it's just i was mr. thinking darcy. about like what would that costume look like would he oh, still like have out. a cowl because oh, the capes yeah, yeah. are already a part of the fashion right. all we have to he do definitely is black it out i see I feel like he would just have like the Zorro thing. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but then maybe also, God, it has to be like a little touch to make him kind of like a bat. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'd have like, I don't know, a cane that has like a bat on top of mm-hmm. it or something. Mm-hmm. That he could whip the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. I like listen, that. Listen to this, Mr. Darcy. He has his own Joker and Mr. Wickham. Yeah, he's already got a villain built in. Because these guys are old enemies. Yep. Well, way back. They used to be best friends. Oh, Batman. Mm-hmm. That's Hush. Mm-hmm. He's got a rogues gallery, a troubled past. He always wears black. He's always examining the room. He's looking out for trouble. Wherever oh, yeah. he's at, he's just, he ain't looking at Lizzie. He's looking are we sure Mr. Darcy's just not a paranoid person? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody else I know. Now I'm starting to think you're a Batman. <laughs> like Batman, Batman's not a paranoid person. Who's talking about? Extremely paranoid. What are you talking about? My man, Mr. Darcy, is hella rich, mm-hmm. and I mean hella rich. Mm-hmm. But the time they say he makes like ten thousand a year, 
Yeah, if Which, something like that. Back in the day, this man may as well have owned two continents. Wow. He's got butlers. His black horse is the Batmobile. Batman would definitely have a marble room and a bust of himself. He's got his own Robin and the rooster-ass Mr. Bingley. He saves the day behind the scenes. We didn't even really say, but Mr. Wickham's whole betrayal and running off with this 15-year-old girl. Mr. Darcy runs, finds them, and pays off the whole wedding to make everything legit so that Lizzie's family is not shamed out of house and home. Mm -hmm. So while we're talking about wealth, very briefly, I just looked it up. And Uh according to this economic breakdown of Jane Austen's world, it says here, Darcy's annual earnings Mm -hmm. are $16,436,891, placing him in the 99.99% income like oh percentile God. today. Batman. Batman. Hella money. Hella money. His parents are dead. Yeah. Dead parents. And I, and, and Who's to like say he... they didn't get murdered, murdered after going exactly. to a play? Yeah. You know? And I feel like he kicks some ass. I feel like when he went to go solve this whole Wickham situation, he definitely oh. kicked some ass. He beat up some goons. Mr. Mm-hmm. Wickham sicked like three tiers of enemies on him and he was just doing combos and dodging everything. Just, mm-hmm. He got shit done. And at the end of the day, Batman gets shit done. Robert. We got to talk about that dad. Dad! Yay, President Snow from the Hunger Games series. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Um, he's so cute. I can't remember his name, but he's a great actor. Yeah. He, the dad is so good in this. Yeah, he's he's so charming. He's so fucking over his wife's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's definitely that dad that just, ah, oh, whatever, whatever your mother says. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of gives you a smirk, like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that shit. <laughs> yep. There's like a Think I can't remember what part of the movie or book it's in, but I'm paraphrasing. But it's something along the lines of Mrs. Bennett's like, have you forgotten my nerves? And he's like, how could I forget your nerves? They've been my constant companion, my constant companion these past 50 years. <laughs> of course, I remember how neurotic you are. You won't let me oh, forget. He's so good. What a clever turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. He's always doing that dad thing of like, hey, do it for your mother. But also... She's fucking crazy. Oh, your, your mom's a lunatic. I love her. <laughs> oh, I love her. Is it real love or just an arrangement? What do you think? I don't know. I think it was kind of, it was probably, the romantic in me is probably like, oh, they they probably knew each other and they courted and then they got married. Yeah. And it was just like a beneficial relationship. Right, right. Or maybe it's even more romantic that it was like an arranged marriage and then they ended up liking each other quite yeah. a bit because i do think that there is like some deep love there oh, obviously yeah. love is fluid and it changes throughout the span of a relationship Fiddler on the roof tradition anyway yeah i think it's just nice they seem to have a good ebb and flow and they uh-huh. he's kind of given up on changing her he's like she's always been crazy she'll always be crazy <laughs> ah your mother i also have 
five fucking daughters. <laughs> so if she needs to obsess about this in order to feel okay about having five daughters, I guess that's what needs to happen. I'm going to go in this room and look at this bug. Mm-hmm. And also my orchid plant. What it is, is their relationship is definitely a partnership. Oh, for sure. I think they found some love in it. Oh, yeah. Whether it started or they found it, there's love there. Mm -hmm. But this dad definitely loves his daughters, especially Lizzie. Oh, yeah. She's the favorite for now there, sure. Now, there's a scene that I want you to describe for everyone here in a minute. Mm -hmm. But okay. I just want to say before that, when Mr. Collins is courting Lizzie, and it Disgusting. seems like it's going to have to happen because the mom is really forcing it. Mm -hmm. The dad pulls that dad move where he says, hey, if you don't marry Mr. Collins, your mother's never going to talk to you. And you're thinking, fuck, he's just supporting his wife in this, this success. But then he says, and if you do marry him, I'll never talk to you. And he was like, yep. God, he killed it. <laughs> this man's great. He's because in saying that, he's essentially saying, I want you to do what you want to do. Because mm -hmm. you're better than this and you're not deserving of this forced marriage and all this. Mm -hmm. I think that scene's great. But hit us with the dad scene. Oh, with the acceptance, right? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Basically, we are all over this plot, guys. So I mean, you either watch it or you don't. As as we always say, please watch these movies. If you are so inclined and care about spoilers, please watch. But basically, it's after Elizabeth has essentially accepted Mr. Darcy's proposal. Darcy has already gone in and stated his case for his proposal to Elizabeth. Dad is just gobsmacked because he was under the impression, along with everyone else, that Elizabeth hated Darcy. <laughs> right. He was a piece of shit. He was stuck up. He was just rude, mm -hmm. just overall unpleasant. But she basically like ends up spilling like, her guts and the beans about all the about the genuine nature about Darcy. And after all of that's been revealed, he's like, you actually do love him, don't you? And she says, yeah, we're actually really similar. Uh -huh. We're both so stubborn and she like can't really get her words out because she's like, so giddy and <laughs> yeah. happy that she's finally allowed this love into her life and that they've like come to see the light that is the truth of everything the whole time he's like like grinning behind his hands yeah. and, and I he's mean, uh, Knightley, great set of teeth this oh, dad yeah. amazing mm -hmm. teeth amazing teeth um but he's just like okay i couldn't have parted with you my lizzie because he calls her lizzie mm -hmm. tears um, in his eyes yeah tear he's very like emotional he said couldn't i couldn't have parted with you for anyone less worthy um and then he said he's like gives his blessing uh -huh. and he's just like so happy and he, he says like an offhanded line as she leaves like to go off with him she's like Is it, if anybody's here to ask about kitty uh one of their daughters she's like please send them in I'm much at my leisure. He's just like giddy because not 24 hours ago, Jane had been proposed to. Uh, 
it's Working it's out. just so he's cute. Just, he's just giggling like. <laughs> yeah, he's just really happy that his his daughter is happy. And he just looks. I mean, this actor did a hell of a job because mm-hmm. he just looks so genuinely happy. Oh yeah, I love it. He's definitely whenever we do it, he's going up on the bracket, all time greatest dads because he killed it. Oh yeah, for sure. As we are nearing the end of what we have to talk about what we love about this movie we would be remiss if we did not talk about these four iconic moments in this movie before i let kayla really explain a couple things i have to say number one kayla was absolutely locked in (laughs) for all of these oh yeah i I didn't want you to perceive me i was getting upset because you kept looking at me i was watching and then i looked over i looked over at kayla and she was just not blinking, just no. staring, smile just on the face, just vague smile. <laughs> this just is fantastic. Glassed over eyes. I was just like, ah. iconic scene number one. And there's a little bit of a debate we could have here. Mm-hmm. But this scene has become sort of a meme. Oh, yeah. Anyone who loves Pride and Prejudice, this scene is, dare I say, the scene? I would say so. Yeah. And it's funny because it's not that long. No, it's very brief. The hand flex scene. Yes. Okay. What's happening? Let's set it up. Hand flex scene. They, uh, Elizabeth has just gone to visit Jane, who is ill and staying with the Bingley family. Bingley. They're leaving Mm -hmm. and they're entering a carriage. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but everybody's wearing gloves with the exception of Elizabeth because Ah. she had walked there. Oh, she she had no walking. She didn't really have the intention of staying very long, I don't mm-hmm. believe. So she's just kind of like in a drab outfit. They're on their way out. Everybody's getting into the Bennett's carriage. Mr. Darcy, being a gentleman, is trying to assist Elizabeth into the carriage. But the thing is, is he holds her hand as he does that, but she's not wearing a glove. Ooh. So... You're not supposed to touch another person, specifically a man, um, with an ungloved hand. It's just like improper. Uh-huh. It's like, oh my god, oh my uh. god, like such a such a risky, yeah, sort of sexy mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and the debate comes to this. I think my question is to you: uh-huh. Do you think it was intentional or accidental? Hmm. Do you think Mr. Darcy acknowledged and knew her hand was ungloved and went for the reach? Or do you think it was just a routine, like muscle reaction to Uh being a gentleman, assisting a woman in? And he didn't realize until it was too late that he had touched her bare skin. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Um, Oh, God. I think. Because it could be interpreted both ways. Two different ways on this. I'll give you my, for one, I want to say the neg master, my man who knows how to get a woman, would definitely say, ooh, I know what to do. Batman's got it locked in. He Mm -hmm. eyed that. He keyed in on the gloveless hand Mm -hmm. from the moment she got there and he was playing in it. But I would say for my part, I feel like it was unintentional. Mm -hmm. I feel like, similar to what you said, he was just being a gentleman because Mr. Darcy, is he a bit rude is he a bit snobbish yes but he is nothing but if not a gentleman Mm -hmm. so i feel like he just sort of unintentionally did it and helped out 
and then immediately realized, uh oh, but felt something about it. Yeah. Which is why when he walked away, that's why he was like, flexed his hand and was like, oh, fuck. You know, Mm -hmm. like, damn, that was like electric. Electric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she had a, she had a reaction to, we don't really get to, we don't see her body really react, but we kind of see her like acknowledge, like, oh my God, like, yeah. We just touched hands and that was like, that was a moment. Right. I agree with you. I think it was, I think it was unintentional. Right. But they both definitely felt something exchange in that moment. It's so crazy that that something that little was such a big deal back then. Mm -hmm. And I love that (laughs) it's like a meme now, Mm -hmm. especially, I don't know. I guess I just don't really know many men who love this movie, but I know that they're out there. Oh, yeah. But especially You're one of with, them now, honey. Oh, you know it. <laughs> especially with the women who love this movie. It's such a thing, that hand flex. Mm-hmm. That just you show that to any lover of this movie and they're like, oh, yeah, this is it. But I got a little information for you. Oh, yes. You you teased me with this. Because I'm excited. Mac, Mac Faden, the Mac actor. Faden, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess he was... On a podcast, I don't know what it's called. So he should have been on our podcast. They get no free flex from me. They get no show dependent bump. <laughs> one ah. day we'll have him. One day we'll have him on the pod, huh? One day. That'd be something. I would. Be Put it on your vision board. I believe that he talked on a podcast about Pride and Prejudice and that scene, mm-hmm. and he said that he improvised the hand flex. It wasn't in the script. That he just did it. Because he felt like that's what he would do. So it's so crazy that something so subtle and that was done on a whim is like the moment. Oh, my God. Genius. A stroke of genius. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. That's that's Because it it is like the turning point. Yeah. That's when it really gears towards like. Oh, wow. There is something there. They just Uh want to talk about it. Right. Fantastic. And if we talk about it, Mm -hmm. Mr. Darcy is talking in the rain scene. Mm -hmm. The rain proposal. Wow. Honestly, the most left field batshit way you could go about trying (laughs) to be romantic with somebody. It's not a great way to profess love because... The angry, sexy neg master is back in full force. Mm-hmm. Homeboy, much like a heel in wrestling, a bad guy. He cuts a promo on Lizzie's family. Oh my God. Pretty much running her and her family down, saying, Hey, you are poor, your family's poor, and they suck. You ain't good enough for him because of your inferior birth. <laughs> your sister wasn't good enough for my boy Bingley. Which, by the way, I told him that that's why he left. But, Elizabeth, I love you so much. Would you marry me? The fuck do you mean? No, (laughs) of course not. Not after that. I think that was a little bit too much nagging. Yeah, that's where it's just you're bullying somebody, (laughs) actively bullying them. But why is it so good? It's so good because it's like word vomit. It feels like he really didn't think about he didn't what he was going to say. It. And that's why he led with the bad shit. Because uh-huh. he was like, what he was really trying to say 
if we could reword it in a much more loving tone would be despite our relationship not being equal in the ways we might wish them to be yeah due to things out of outside of our control i find myself in love with you and if you are so inclined i'd like to that's the thing though it's like they don't really have a relationship so it's like i feel like you hit this proposal real early dog yeah it's a bit early yeah but he says he loves her he He loves her he loves her most ardently Mm. wow She's just like, the fuck is wrong with you? Wait a minute. You, you destroyed <laughs> you destroyed my sister's relationship uh, with your friend because is... you convinced him that he that she didn't like him, which is absolutely not true. Because she won't <laughs> yeah. even talk to me about her feelings. And I'm her sister. Right. If we compare it to something we've talked about before, go back and listen to the Avatar Last Airbender series. Because mm-hmm. our boy Zuko does something similar. Oh, like you God. said, it's just Darcy Zuko, the awkwardness of not really knowing how to talk to people. Mm-mm. He also does the word vomit where it's like, you just want to get to your point. Yeah. But you don't really know the right way to get there. No, and so you he, blow he, it. Yeah, he slips in like, oh, I sicked an assassin on you guys. And here Mr. Darcy slips in, I ruined your sister's marriage proposal and her relationship Mm -hmm. you know darcy was walking away like why the fuck did i say that why did i do that (laughs) i could have just not said it yeah and everything would have been slightly better and every and they just god it's so hot because they just get mad at each other right and then then, oh and then darcy like gets closer to her because he's like getting upset He's like, don't you understand why I did this? I was convinced that your sister was indifferent to my best friend. I had his best judgment. I mean, his best, you know, wishes at heart. I yeah. thought I was doing the right thing. Like, yeah, I'm just a good friend. I don't want I'm my just friend being a to good friend. be used. Yeah. And she sort of, I feel like she, you know, I feel like she leans in a little and he leans oh, in a yeah. little. It's like they're almost they gonna kiss. almost kiss. And it is so hot. All right. And speaking of hot, Mr. Darcy, for most of this movie up until this point, kind of looks like a goober. Oh, he's just a doofus. Kind of like a guy. Mm -hmm. But then, as you already said earlier, certain lighting, certain moments really Mm -hmm. make this man's features pop. Yeah. And in the rain, Mm -hmm. his eyes are popping. They're like icy blue. Yeah, his face sort of like feels more filled out. Yeah, like he's a got stronger, like a more, yeah, more yeah. toned facial features. And the, I think and like the the camera's kind of like angled up at him. Yeah, he kind of has like that smolder kind of look. Right, right. and it's <laughs> yeah. just like oh, so in that it's moment, so I compelling. Saw, oh, this is a handsome man. I'm like my God, Kiss Mr. Him. Darcy, kiss, kiss him. him, kiss him. And then they don't. Which Look at is those sad. eyes. Aww. Oh my god, he loves you so much. I know he's a dumbass, uh-huh. but like, look at but him. He loves you. He loves you. He said he loves you. Doesn't that All make right. it okay? But Lizzie says, "Nah, get the hell out of my face." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, <clears throat> I guess I'll never talk to you again." Uh-huh. He leaves. And then he plans when he's going to talk to her again. There you go. Oh my god. Uh. Speaking of looking hot, mm-hmm. the next iconic scene is one I like to call the morning mist. Oh my god. 
Do you want to set it up? I would love to paint the scene because this is a very momentous occasion in my young brain. Um, (laughs) Not for me. I mean, yes, obviously, yes. But for a friend of mine, um, I believe he he experienced his sexual awakening Mm -hmm. to this scene. Because like I said, I watched this in English class in high school. I guess I'll, I'll paint the picture. The lead up to this scene is Mr. Darcy's aunt. Judy Dench. This bitch. Anyway, I can't remember her name in the movie. She comes and confronts Elizabeth in like the dead of night. She's <laughs> like, you, bad word, be, 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 you, yeah, I hate your guts. Did my nephew propose to you? He better not have because he's engaged to my daughter. Because uh-huh. we marry our cousins. It's the Regency area. Anyway, <laughs> it's been. It's what we do. They've been betrothed to each other since birth. Anyway. That's weird. You better not be marrying Mr. Darcy because you're not worth him. You poor bitch. And uh-huh. she's like, holy shit, lady. Why are you in my house? You're being <laughs> extremely rude. And I'm not going to confirm or deny that he did propose to me. And I'm not going to confirm or deny that I will never accept such a proposal. So get the fuck out of my house, you old hag. And then she's like, I've never been thus treated in my entire life. Right. Storms out. And then she she just got to talk wild about people all the time. Yeah, because she's never gone unchecked because she's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. But Lizzie, that woman. No. She did, she ain't putting up with that shit. And then she storms off because she's upset because she's like, I do want to marry Darcy. He's actually a really good guy. And I wish I could marry him, but he's probably never going to talk to me again because we got in a fight and it's not going to work out. <laughs> and then so she cries all night and then she can't sleep. And so she just goes on a very early morning stroll as the sun is rising. Mm. She's like, oh, I'm going to be alone forever and darcy's gonna marry his cousin and i'm gonna be sad but jane's happy so i'm good i'm good good with that Uh just going on a little walk and the birds are chirping and it's misty and cool Mm -hmm. and as the sun is beginning to crest over the hills who's walking towards her with his shirt just Barely on his body, I would say. It is such a deep V. Oh, yeah. It may as well just been completely open. Right. And he's just got his trench coat on and he is walking to her. He has one hell of a stride. Oh, my God. Man is looking icy as fuck. And he's on like uneven ground. And he's just like so determined. He's like, I'm going to get to her and I'm going to I'm going to have say things right this time and it's gonna work out i'm gonna touch foreheads with her oh Mm. my god it's the calm after the storm i love it as soon as you see him walking up it's like everything stops Mm -hmm. and i did want to bring up i think that's something very important about this scene or something that i noticed and it may not have been intentional or metaphorical but something i read into it this time I think it's extremely important that he walks to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's humility where there used to be pride. He decides right. to walk to her, not ride his horse, not take a carriage to her house, right. to walk and put in the effort to go see her. Intentional action. Exactly. And to know that like 
walking is such an important thing to her. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a gesture of like, I see you. I understand you. Right. I might say, I might think certain things are silly and unnecessary, but I know they're important to you. Right. And then he reproposes to her. And the only response that she has, because we can infer that her feelings have changed and she is in love with him. All she says is she holds his hand and kisses it and says, your hands are cold. And then they go back to her house to talk to the family. You can't forget the sun is right behind them. Oh, yes. They don't kiss. No, they touch their foreheads in a nice, just sweet, loving acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of their love. They're together Mm -hmm. and everything is right. So good. In fact, I think it behooves us to tell you exactly what Mr. Darcy says, because he says, you must know, surely you must know it was all for you. You are too generous to trifle with me. I believe you spoke with my aunt last night. And it has taught me to hope as I'd scarcely allowed myself before. First of all. Look who's an eloquent king. This is making sense now. When he gives himself time to actually think about what the hell he's going to say. If your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes have not changed. But one word from you will silence me forever. If, however, your feelings have changed, I will have to tell you. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. My God. Why don't men talk like this anymore? (laughs) Why don't men in general? Why don't men? (laughs) Step up your game, honey. All right, I'll I'll write some soliloquies. Please do. I'd love to hear them. (laughs) Okay. Just that that's a banger of a speech because he's so focused. Well, and he's like so polite. Yeah. But but also extremely direct in what he's saying. I I love you more now than I ever have. Mm-hmm. That is true. And if you don't love me, let me know and mm-hmm. we can end this. That's I right. I will I'll I will put away, well. I'll put it all away. Uh-huh. And then she's quiet for a beat. And then he continues and he's like, oh, it's going to happen. She actually bro. does like me. It's going to happen. Hey, man, just say how you feel. Am I right, ladies? All we like is when you actually communicate. There you go. Fantastic. So the sexual waking of my friend happened. The lights were off in English class. We were watching this. <laughs> okay. We were watching. We were sat in like little groups, right? With our desks. Of course. He was, I think he was in, I can't remember if he was in my group or in a group across from me, but I could see him. Yeah. And he was like reclined a little bit in his chair, pretty comfy. <laughs> and then this happened. He he kind of sat up a little bit and he was like, my God. <laughs> and the classroom was just dead silent. He's like, wow. And then all, all of the girls like laughed and were like, yeah, we know. We know. Mr. Darcy. Why is he so hot? My God. It was so funny. That's great. We had to like, we had to wait a beat. I mean, luckily he walks for a little while. Oh yeah. So we were able to like get our giggles out before the big speech. But I was like, oh my God. 
That's so funny. It's so and good. I swear to God, that was like the final light bulb that pushed him into like <laughs> bisexual territory. Yeah. I think men um, are pretty cool. Oh my God. This guy is really hot. <laughs> um, Why'd they have to yeah. make Mr. Darcy so hot? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so, it's, it's such a funny memory to me. Because I just remember it was like, oh, he gets it. Yeah, He's cued in. He totally knows why this is so hot and successful. Nice. Yeah. Well, good for him. I'm happy that this movie could help him out. Oh, yeah. Final iconic moment. The end. Oh, so good. I couldn't stop smiling. I, ro- I ne- even just thinking about it, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so romantic. So romantic. And it sounds a little ridiculous because I swear they're just sitting on a table on their balcony. No, they're sitting on a table, yeah. Okay. Bit ridiculous. I mean, they're married. But it's a fan. I mean, the honeymoon phase. It's Am their I right? house. You just, you just do random shit. Who needs a vacation when you have a house that's so big every vacation? room feels like a different state or country? Yeah, who needs a vacation when you own 60% of the world's marble? There you go. A beautiful, fantastic ending. They're sitting on their balcony, just enraptured with each other, so mm-hmm. in love. And they have such a fun back and forth. Do you want to do it, Gorgeous? Yeah, let's do it together. Okay. How are you this evening, my dear? Very well. Although I wish you would not call me my dear. <laughs> Why? Because it's what my father always calls my mother when he's cross about something. What endearments am I allowed? Hmm. Well, let me think. Lizzie for every day, my pearl for Sundays, and goddess divine, but only on very special occasions. And what should I call you when I am cross, Mrs. Darcy? No, no. You may only call me Mrs. Darcy when you are completely and perfectly and incandescently happy. (laughs) Then how are you this evening, Mrs. Darcy? Kisses her on the forehead, Mrs. Darcy. Kisses her on the right cheek, Mrs. Darcy. Kisses her on the nose, Mrs. Darcy. Kisses her on the left cheek, Mrs. Darcy. Finally kisses her on mouse. Yeah! (laughs) This is something that I definitely understood. Because it's such a fun back and forth with the names and what they mean. But what a great way to show and not tell. Mm -hmm. Because she says, you only call me this essentially when you're happy. And that's all you feel is happiness. And then he immediately just by kissing her and saying, Mrs. Darcy says, I love you. And I'm so Mm -hmm. happy. Yep. And then we finally get the kiss right at the end. Oh, Last thing. Roll credits. Love it. Oh, it don't get no oh. better. Mwah. <laughs> Delicious. So let's get on to the DTR. It is the segment where we define the relationship and say how we feel about this movie. For myself, second go around that felt like the first time. Again, for most of it, didn't really Still had no idea what's going on. Didn't really understand, but I definitely recognize through being more attentive and really looking into everything as best as I could. Like the movie's fantastic. Definitely one of the better romantic movies. It might be my favorite. Ah, now that I say that, I don't know. I'm going to put (laughs) 
Phantom of the, the Opera. Uh, the higher. immediate backpedal. Yeah, just because I thought Phantom of the Opera is it a musical? Yes, but it's also a romance. Mm. And that shit slaps for me. But this right now, I can't think. Pride and Prejudice, maybe number two. I think it's fantastic. I love the way that they play with each other. Mr. Darcy's fantastic. Lizzie's fantastic. Kira Knightley has a beautiful mouth. Her father has a beautiful mouth. That smile mm-hmm. at the end, just it's stuck in my head because it's such good acting. I don't even think he was acting. He was just happy as hell that day. Mm-hmm. The iconic moments, the hand flex will be stuck in my head forever. And like I just said, the ending scene, I think, is absolutely beautiful. What an amazing thing to show on screen. Just two people so in love with each other. I'm a romantic. I love that shit. And I think it was done perfectly here. Hooray! Hooray! Let's talk about why, as briefly as possible, I am a million percent show dependent on this movie. I'm going to rapid fire it for you guys. So here we go. The music, the cinematography, the costumes. This is in no particular order, by the way. The architecture, the tea, the drama we live. Uh, Enemies to Lovers is a perfect, perfection. It's just perfect. It's the perfect story. I love it. So goddamn sexy. Uh, The subtle sexual tension and depth of emotion in this movie. The dad, the landscapes, the one-liners, the scene in the rain, the hand flex, parallels between Regency era and my upbringing as a Mormon. We love sad boys. And this is a sad boy story. Mr. Bingley is a cutie pie and Jane is a cutie pie too. Everything and every word in this movie has meaning. And I love it. Oh my God. Anytime I see a marble statue, I think of this movie. I associate this movie with the season of spring. Short King Spring. Short King Spring. And whenever I feel insecure about my tits, I remember this movie and I feel better. (laughs) You got to work to understand this movie. And that has been a labor of love and show dependency for me ever since I first saw it. So if you haven't seen it, please go watch this movie. You might need to watch it with subtitles on. You might need to look up a few words, but it'll be worth it. And you'll be smarter for doing so. Love how you wrapped it up. When you're show dependent on something, you think about it all the time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode on Pride and Prejudice 2005. 2005. (laughs) If you liked what you heard here, please do us a favor. Follow us, download the episodes when they come out, and spread the word. Tell your five sisters and your amazing father and I suppose your very pushy mother who wants you to get married to some ugly old man Mm -hmm. that they can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. If you want to follow the podcast page on Twitter, on Instagram, you can find us at show dependent pod that is s-h-o dependent pod thank you so much for listening and if you would like to go see what i think go see my thoughts and maybe watch me play some video games you can find me on twitter on twitch at victor v sweet my other half yes where can you be found you can find me standing a safe distance from the edge of a cliff 
Because uh-huh. Kira Knightley is way too close to that uh, that ledge, Someone in my opinion. Put up a guardrail. Uh, yeah, or she could have just taken like three steps back, like I will. <laughs> you can find me on the edge of a cliff, but not a very high cliff. I'm not trying to lose my life here. Looking at a picturesque landscape, letting the wind caress my cheeks as I look wistfully into my future. You can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Absolutely love it. A, a beautiful, beautiful episode for a beautiful, beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It is time now to think of the future. Mm. Our next episode, if you would be so kind, go ahead and grab a hammer and a chisel. Find a fresh layer of cement oh. and go ahead and cement these plans in. You're going to want to save the date. We are going to discuss a movie about a very, very small animal mm-hmm. that had a huge impact in both of our lives. It's an animal that I love in many forms. Jesus Christ. And I'm not meaning the rude way, even though it's true, but <laughs> a stuffed animal, this movie, <sighs> just seeing the actual animal running around and being so cute and so plump, even the big ones, I just want to caress and just mm-hmm. hop on and have them run around as they carry me, my six foot three self, just all around the wilderness. We're talking about pigs. And if we're talking about famous pigs, there's a few of them. The one we're talking about in the next episode is one by the name of Babe. Babe. That'll do, pig. That'll the line. do. Bah, ram you. Bah, ram you. <laughs> Oh, all that and more in the next episode. Let's leave you with this. Yes. Yes. A, a thousand, thousand times. times. Yes. yes.